right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. I'm so excited that you're joining me today because we're here to talk about investment banking. Yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> we're breaking down the concepts, both the technical and non-technical aspects so that you are prepared for your interviews and ultimately career as an investment banker. And as an incoming MBA student myself, career switcher, former aerospace engineer, trying to get into finance type of guy, <laughs> I've got your back. <laughs> and so we're talking about valuation methodologies. And we've talked a lot about the multiples. We've talked about the different methods. But when you're actually talking to a client, what are you going to give them? Right? You do all this work. You do the modeling. You figure out these ranges, precedent transactions, comparables, your DCF. Okay, now it's time to talk to the client. What do you do? And what I understand is you always focus on providing a range of values. You never give them a single number. And I think there's a couple of reasons for this. Imagine if you're working with a client and you come up with a range of values based on your analyses that range from $25 billion to $75 billion. And you just say, you know what? I'm just going to look at the average and I'm just going to tell the client that their company is worth $50 billion. And you walk into that meeting and you say, you know what? Uh, Mr. or Miss so-and-so, your company is worth $50 billion. And that's what we're going to go with. <laughs> and the thing is, there's a couple reasons that this would be a bad idea, right? So reason number one is, first of all, you might be wrong, right? Like 50 billion, who, who's to say that it's exactly 50 billion? Like maybe it's worth a little bit less. Maybe it's worth a little bit more. And then if you're wrong, like there's huge dollars at stake here. You don't want to be walking into a client's office or being on the phone with them and telling them the single number for that reason. Another reason this is a bad idea is think about the psychology. What is your purpose as an investment banker? Your purpose is to help solve your client's problem with their capital. That's what your job is. So if you give them a single number, and let's say that conditions change overnight, the stock plummets or the stock explodes or interest rates change or there's a war somewhere in the world that affects the markets like things could change very quickly and if you peg things to a particular number there's a mental model called anchoring bias which is just because i told you 50 billion dollars right now over the past minute and a half you're thinking that this company is already worth somewhere around 50 billion dollars but maybe it's worth 20 million dollars who knows maybe i just grossly overestimated it but because i said that 50 billion your mind is already thinking in terms of that level of scale. So anchoring bias is a very dangerous thing and also a useful tool in negotiations, by the way. <laughs> but in the context of investment banking and talking to a client, you never want to talk about a single number. Give them a range. And actually, it's not just a single range. You'll want to provide multiple ranges. So I went ahead and looked at an example of a company uh, years ago that has uh, various ranges in their deck to investors. And the way that they present the information is they looked at a couple of different analyses. They did a comparable companies analysis 
a precedent transactions analysis, and then a discounted cash flow analysis. And for each of those analyses, there's a minimum and then a maximum. So minimum and maximum for comparable companies, minimum and maximum for precedent transactions, minimum and maximum for discounted cash flow. Now, some of those numbers, those bands overlap, some of them do not. In this case, the precedent transactions analysis has a little bit of a higher range overall than the discounted cash flow range. And then the discounted cash flow range, high and low, is a little bit bigger than the comparable companies range. But you have these three different ranges. And so what is this doing? You're getting six different numbers here, really. A minute and a max for each of these three methodologies. And then they didn't stop there. You can also compare this to other metrics that are relevant. For example, you can look at the 52-week high and low of the company's stock price if it's a publicly traded security, for example. And you can also look at what the analyst price targets are for that company if there are analysts on Wall Street who are following that company. So those are some things that you can look at. And then based on this range of data, you can peg a certain points within that field of data and say, you know what, I think the company's value is somewhere around here. And because you have all that data, it makes everything that much more believable, right? Because now you have this range for discounted cash flow, you have a range for president transactions. Okay, we've looked at the other companies, we've looked at the intrinsic value, we've looked at companies with comparable financial and non financial attributes, and we mixed all this together. And we can see that, oh, yeah, they all kind of fall within this range. So the company is probably worth somewhere around this amount. And that just gives so much more confidence than coming in there and telling a client, you know what, we did one type of analysis and we took the median value of that analysis and your company is worth 50 billion. Okay, that's not nearly as believable as coming in with a range of estimates with multiple different types of analyses, of course, with appropriate assumptions um, included in that. But that is a way that you can present that to a client. So remember, don't give a single number, focus on a range of values, and of course, have great assumptions. But that is the answer to the question. How do you present multiple, or, or rather, how do you present valuation methodologies to a client? It's multiple range of values, not a single number. Okay, that's what I got for you today. My name is Alex Mason. This has been Investment Banking Insights. And next time, we're going to be talking about an interesting question related to valuation. How would you value an apple tree? <laughs> That's going to be next time on Investment Banking Insights. I'll see you next time.